0: The t for the Devils
1: plays a cross ice into the far corner. Matto swoops into to intercept. Mateau behind the net. Sweets
2: it in front. He's down! Matto! 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 And, and the Rangers have one more hill to
1: climb, baby! The
2: mer- defense. Okay, here we go! Kamosarek has been begging to go with Lucic, Lucic under, cracks him with a right, Lucic gets it in the air, turtles, Kamosarek down, and Lucic taunts the Montreal bench.
0: Late. You better be there! gonna get Day,
1: party at house! Alright, everybody, we're back with the Trade Deadline special. It's Ked, Big Red, Hal, and Rex. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to let you you guys know that this uh, week's episode is brought to you by Thinkboard. Uh, they create dry erase films that can turn any service into a whiteboard, just peel and stick, and turn your office, classroom, or home into a dry erase works race. Uh, use ThinkBoards to keep a shopping list on the fridge, coordinate the family calendar, organize your thoughts, you know, student desks, kids, playrooms, rec rooms, even your refrigerator door. Uh, go to think-board.com, type in the code TB20 for 20% off, and in the comments, just let the people know that the boys from Morning Skate <laughs> sent you over there if you guys want to try something new. Uh, fellas, how's everyth- How's everybody doing? Everybody doing well?
2: Doing great. I, I, you got a sponsor now. You're big time, eh? They don't know about it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: figuring it out.
2: Yeah, no, shooters got to shoot, baby. I like that. Yeah. You yeah.
1: <laughs> know. How?
2: I don't know. I mean, it's Wednesday. We don't usually do podcasts on Wednesdays.
0: Wednesdays are usually not the bright spot of my week. It's where the depression creeps in,
2: but uh, I'm Yeah. Back in power.
1: All right, guys. So, uh, this was probably one of the more boring trade deadlines ever. I think part of it was because the big deal came yesterday. I feel like we should probably just get into that really quickly. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk goes to the Capitals for a couple picks and a prospect. Um, everybody's saying the Capitals are now all in. Uh, if you look at their 6-D, they're, I mean, it's pretty fucking good, man. It's definitely not bad. Um, they went out and they, they fucking killed the Rangers last night. Um, so my question to you guys is, is this a good deal for the Capitals, one? Two, does it put them over? And, I guess, okay, two questions for you. So, whoever wants to go, go first. I don't give a fuck.
2: Go ahead, huh? uh, is it a
0: good deal? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good deal. I don't buy into, like, they're all in. Like, no joy, they're fucking all in. They're, like, first place in the best division. I, I, don't, I don't get why people are, like, making that narrative that they weren't sure if the Capitals really wanted to win the Cup this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good deal. I mean, obviously, they were saying that uh, St. Louis was trying to get, like, Kreider, one of them, out of the Rangers. And the only player other than the picks that the Blues got was Zach Sanford, who, I mean, I guess he's supposed to, like, project to be, like, a bottom six guy, which is okay. But Yeah, he's all right. I'm, I mean, I think, I think it's a good spot for Shaddenkirk to kind of play some protected minutes and like some defensive defensemen on that team that can step up and play those big D-zone draws, and he'll be able to do what he – which is power play and i'll uh, probably have like a good great first pass as they always like to say out of the zone so i think i think it's a great opportunity for him it'll be interesting to see though i know you're a rangers fan i mean if he wins the cup there i don't know if he's gonna be one and done I and mean, he's pretty close to new york but it'll be interesting to see what happens the offseason with them but I, I don't know it's a good trade for him red what do you got
2: yeah i yeah, uh... I don't think they're going to be able to resign him, right? I mean, there's no way they have enough cap space to give. What does he want? He wants seven million over seven years or six years, right? Yeah, like they, there's no, there's they no.
1: They also way. they have a bunch of people that need to resign. So if they think that he's well, one of those guys that they'd rather yeah, have than the other guys, then I true, guess. Yeah. But yeah,
2: I mean, they, they have Oshi up uh, and some other guys. So I mean, yeah, I don't. They don't have a room, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a good trade. I mean, it has to be a cap here, right? I mean, this this is it, right? I mean, it has to be. <laughs> I mean, how long have we been saying that? Like five years?
1: Yeah, valid. Uh,
2: like, they gotta win the cup. And, and go ahead, how are you saying? I was just gonna say, to your point,
0: like, this probably, it's been their year forever, but this might, is this their best team? Do you think this yeah. is their best oh. team, Big
2: Red? For, for sure. Like, Niskanen's their third pairing right handed shot, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think right it's Nis-
2: Schultz. Now. Who?
1: Schultz. They had Schultz in the lineup last night.
2: He's a lefty, though.
1: But he was playing oh, with no, Shankirk.
2: Oh, I think Nis- uh, Niskanen might be hurt, actually, he might be right. Um, well, either way, I mean, I think he'll be back by playoffs. I mean, so he's their third, third pairing defenseman. I mean, their, their defense is definitely shored up. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good trade. I think for the Blues, they had to get rid of him. They could have gotten a higher price for him if, uh, if he was signed past this year. But since it's a rental, you know, would they get a first, uh, second and Sanford, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. There's, yeah. like, another player mixed in. but Yeah, I think they could have gotten, like, a guy like Verona, uh, a really good defensive prospect for Washington, and uh, maybe two firsts if he was signed past this year. But all in all, I think it's a good deal for both teams. Um, and, yeah, it's got to be the Cavs year; It has to be. If it doesn't, <laughs> if it isn't, then I, I don't know. It's never going to be their year.
1: Yeah, I, I have a couple things here. Uh, I'm pretty confident that they don't win the Cup this year. This is – I don't think they'll win a Cup until elections off the team. Like <laughs> – they, they've had so many good runs. Brayden Holpe, I just saw, has not lost in regulation in like 20 games or something along those lines. I think he's 16, 16 games, 16, 20 games. Incredible. Um, my thing on the Shankirk deal, deal, if you're going all in, I love it. But how much better does this actually make the Capitals? Shankirk is more or less a power play quarterback. He's never really been like a shutdown type guy, correct? So I mean, he's,
2: he's okay.
1: Yeah, but uh, he's definitely okay. He definitely makes our defense better. I, I agree he's with that. A but when but when you have your power play, he's essentially just taking John Carlson's spot, and if that's the case, how much of an upgrade is that?
2: Well,
1: you have Baxter on one side, Ovechkin on the other side, and they usually have Carlson up there at the top. Is, there, is that like a huge difference between Carlson and Shattenkirk? He
2: is a little bit better offensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, but not of, like not like they're yeah, saying right. that their power play is going to be – it was already unreal. Is it really going to get that much better with Shannon Kirk at the point?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a slight upgrade as far as that goes. But I think all in all, it's it's just showing up their back end, which is what they were trying to do. No, yeah, and I, 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 I think, agree with that. I think to counterpoint
0: that, though, I think what really does help with their power play is now they have two power play quarterbacks. That yeah, yeah so you can look at it that so way, too. I mean, Ovechkin stays out all two minutes pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty much, essentially. So now he's either out there on the tops with either Chatton, Kirk, or Carlson for the entire thing. I think that's an upgrade any way you look at it. So, I mean, I, I see exactly what you're saying, but I, I think it'll work out enough to have that deadly of a power play for a full two minutes.
1: And I'm calling it right now, I don't think they're going to win the fucking cup. Uh, we talked about this pre-show. I don't ever see the hockey gods being like, yeah, Daniel Winnick, you deserve a Stanley Cup. I fucking He's the biggest <laughs> fake tough guy in the entire fucking league. He does nothing. He he doesn't. He should be wearing a visor. He's not tough enough not to wear a fucking visor. He went out and beat the shit out of Adam Clendenning, who like is a puppy. Like good for you, man. Like who the fuck are you, Daniel Winnick? I hate him. So, in in that case, I. But they do have a good team. They're heavy up front. Uh, they have Tom Wilson who goes out there bangs bodies. Alex Ovechkin pretty much put Jesper Fast in the hospital the other night. Uh, Justin Williams, who's very clutch in the playoffs, year in, year out. TJ Oshie, also a clutch guy. Their D looked good. Braden Holpe looked good. But at the end of the day, I still think they're the fucking Washington Capitals, like if that makes any sense. I feel like they're the biggest choke artists when it comes to the playoffs other than the San Jose Sharks.
2: Yeah, I mean, you might be right. I mean, time will tell, right? I I just want to say, I I really hope they do win, just because I want to see Ovechkin win the Cup, because he's going to go crazy. Uh, I can't wait to just follow him on Twitter, just going bananas.
1: What about you? No, what do you I guys know. do? You guys think they win the cup? Call it now. Do the Washington Capitals win the cup? I say no. It's hard because anything in the playoffs happens, but I say no. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay.
0: I was just yeah. thinking about. It. I mean, I don't. I don't know like why this is my thought process because the NHL is so skilled nowadays. But I think all the teams like kind of suck. Like I don't really think there's n- too many powerhouses this year. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I mean. The Metro is going to be a shit show. I mean, who knows who are they going to be playing in the first round? Washington, anyway, like the worst team. I think, out of uh, yeah, the Rangers, right?
1: No, Rangers are sitting pretty right now. They're they're going to.
0: They're the
2: wild
1: card. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure they're going to be in like Montreal, Boston, Toronto, yeah. type thing. I think Washington maybe end up getting the Blue Jackets? Question mark oh, yeah, you're or right. the Bruins? Yeah,
0: you're right. First first round sweep, whatever they do, and that helps when you have to play four games in the first round. So I mean, after that, they're going to be a little fresher than the other teams. It'll be interesting. I'm just going
2: to call it because I think it's the smartest pick to make for the cup.
1: And red, what do you think? Uh,
2: I, I yeah, I don't know. You're probably right. They're probably not going to win, but you know, I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to win. So okay. You know, okay. I, I I really want to see. I just want to see Ovechkin win the cup because he's going to what? go bananas. I can't wait to see that silver fox just wheeling and dealing down on the ice with a cup. That's gonna be great. Would Ovechkin be the
0: first NHL player to uh publicly use the, NH- the Stanley Cup as a spitter? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this isn't the Molson <laughs> cup, bud.
0: <laughs> I think he fucking might. Isn't he the guy who used to like put vodka his- in
1: the freezer, dude?
0: Yeah, he'd soak his chew and vodka, so I think I think that would be electric I think he was on to something there.
1: Alright, yeah. so that was, that was our Washington take, and I'm a fucking asshole for not saying this. This is the biggest fun fact, the biggest takeaway I took away from the deadline. This is the first trade deadline since 2013 that our boy Lee Stepniak has not been traded. what Let that the sink shit. in. St-
2: start of the day.
1: Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, fuck. I mean, <laughs> Rex said he didn't really want to talk too much today, but... One of my fondest memories is when he was acquired by the Rangers and we had Lee Stepniak dance back and we just got fucking buckled and played Dizzy Bat for like eight hours.
2: It means one thing. The Hurricanes are coming back and they're going to win the Cup. <laughs> they feel strong enough with him on their team that they're just going to win it all.
1: And they play the shittiest hockey where like nobody really shows up to play them. So
2: They're just going to weasel
0: their way in. Alright. least that near, somehow in the week, so he's like forty years old. <laughs> I think, do you think he just like
2: has nightmares that like the week before like the trade deadline, or do you think at this point in his life he just has his bags just already packed? In, I like, think him. And, I think fine.
1: him and Dominic Moore just kind of like embrace that lifestyle.
2: <laughs> yeah. PTSD for sure.
1: Um. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hal, do you want to talk about your bees quick, or do you want me to talk about the Rangers quick? Well,
0: let's do Rangers first. Bruins didn't really make a bigger okay. move than the Rangers. So.
1: Okay, so the Rangers were in on Shattenkirk. St. L- because it was like a signing or whatever, they wanted more. So I think they either wanted one of Miller, Kreider, or Buchnevich. I think the Rangers did a very smart thing by not uh, by not going for that, especially because you can try to go after him during the season. Uh What the Rangers did do, and this is why I'm pretty pumped Reds on the podcast today, is they traded a second and third round pick to the Detroit Red Wings for Brendan Smith. Um, Personally, I like Brendan Smith. I I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but him as a defenseman on the Rangers, right this second, is the third best defenseman. Uh, I mean, he's not better than McDonough or Brady Shea, but I do think he's probably our third best defenseman. He may be better than Brady Shea because Brady Shea isn't that experienced yet, so maybe that experience kind of goes into that. It's better than Stahl, Girardi, Klein, Kline, Better than all those guys. I'm pretty pumped about it. He played at Wisconsin with McDonough and Derek Stepan. Uh, I think it's a great deal, and I guess like the Rangers are showing interest in signing him past this year. So if they can, and he's only wanting like three million dollars, so if the Rangers can sign him to like a three or four year deal worth that much, I think it's definitely worth it. I think that, uh, and if they get Shankirk in the offseason, man, their top four could be McDonough, Shan, Kirk, Shea, and Brendan Smith, and I don't think that's a bad top four at all. So All that's right. kind of where I'm at, Red. Give me some thoughts on Brendan Smith, man.
2: Okay. All right. So you want to know what kind of player he is? Yeah. Give.
1: give yeah. Break. Break it down a little bit for me. All
2: right. He's. He's. He's a. He's a good player. I, I would say that for 59 minutes of a game, he could be your best defenseman because his, his course is pretty good. Uh, it's like I think it's like the best on the wings. Um. But there's he'll make one play a game. That'll just make you go, what the fuck, man? So that's <laughs> that's the one thing I'll tell you is he's going to make one play a game. Like, on,
1: man, Counter-argument, dude. When you, mean, mean, you mean, have fucking Dan and Mark Stahl out on the ice for fucking 45 minutes of the 60 minutes of the game, the man, there's a whole lot of fucking mistakes, man. So I'll take one. I'll do one. One's completely okay with
2: me. That's quite the spin there. I like that. Yeah, I mean – Like I said, he's he's a good player. I I think that was a good deal for both teams. I mean, obviously the wings are in just full sell mode.
1: He plays the right side, uh, right? Because you guys haven't had a right shot defenseman in forever. Yeah,
2: yeah, he can play both. He's fine on either side. Like I said, he's a good player overall, but um, just the one hang-up on him. He was a first-round pick. He's not that kind of talent, obviously. Yep. Um, He's like a top-four defenseman,
1: though, would you say?
2: uh, I think he's probably best suited on the third pair. I think if you want to win a championship, you want him on your third pair.
1: But can, can but mark, he could potentially yeah, play. Yeah, you
2: can. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can be your fourth defense. Yeah, okay, because sure. I
1: mean I think comparable wise, play comparable wise to the Rangers, I feel like this is very similar to the deal that they did with Kevin Klein a couple of years ago, when we didn't really know much about him, and then all of a sudden he was playing top four. He played well. He sucks now. But when we first got Kevin <laughs> Klein, the guy was a warrior. Now he's too worried about his fucking haircuts and looking cool. And I think that's one of yeah. Kevin Klein's biggest downfalls. Is he he stopped that, playing like Optimus Klein and started turning into fucking the guy from Manhattan?
2: I think it was because he lost part of his ear. You
1: know that too, man. That could could throw off the equilibrium. Now I know Hal <laughs> is not a Brendan Smith fan. I want I you can talk about why you don't like Brendan Smith, but at the end of the day, I want to know what you think this does for the Rangers. All right. Yeah.
2: No. I had a
0: like two years or three years ago. I had a pretty up and down moment with Brendan Smith. Drew, the year the Bruins, uh, Bruins Red Wings played in the first round, I went to the game where Chara bullied him and laughed in his face. <laughs> yeah. What a game oh. that was. I mean, I don't know if you come back from like publicly peeing your pants on the ice. I know it's <laughs> Chara, but that was a rough look. I will say the day before I was at the bar and he had flown all of his buddies out and basically gave the money to just booze for 24 hours in Boston before he played his brother in the playoffs. So I thought that was a great character move, and that shows what the type of guy he is, <laughs> which is he's for his friends and the boys. So, I mean, that's a plus one on character. I mean, because I feel like if any of you are in the NHL, I'd expect you to fly me out and give me some money for beer and chicken wings.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think he help, I think he helps in the immediate future. Draft picks are a weird thing, because if you look at HF boards or anybody who talks hockey, I think draft picks are widely overrated. Oh, big really, time. Especially I, this I, draft. Yeah, weak draft. I mean, usually I actually value second round picks for some reason. I feel like you can get some really good sleepers in the second round usually it's uh, where guys yeah, you take chances on.
1: Today know. today on the Sportsnet or whatever, they were saying that second rounders have like a twenty five percent chance of like being like a like a solid NHL player. Yeah.
2: Like a
1: Yeah, like odds,
0: but I mean, you gotta think the Rangers are gonna be in the high fifties, mid fifties when they pick anyway, so in a weak draft, I don't think that means that much. Counter argument I don't know. I mean media future, like I said, it works. The one thing that confuses me is the Rangers cap situation. I know he only wants around three million. But if the Rangers really do want to get Shattenkirk next year, that's gonna be some money. Then they have to hope that Klein or Girardi gets taken in the expansion draft, which I, I'm not quite sure I think they're Vegas
1: gonna they're gonna buy out Girardi. I'm like ninety five percent sure.
0: If you buy out Girardi, that's a two million dollar cap hit for the next couple of years. Yeah. He's on your cap till like 2020. So I mean, cap-wise, it's gonna be tough to keep both those guys and get rid of Klein and get rid of Girardi. It's gonna I mean, I think the Rangers of any organization can do it. Obviously, I think that might mean it would be the end of the Rick Nash era. It's just gonna be interesting how the Rangers play it out. I think if the Rangers don't do well in the playoffs and they don't resign him, I'm gonna think it's a dumb pick or dumb trade. Oh, for can sure or do well in the playoffs, That they do one of those two things, and it's a fine trade, and I have no problem with it whatsoever.
1: I think in in this situation, you have to re-sign them. I completely agree. If you're just picking them up just for, like, a little extra boost for the playoffs or whatever, fucking so dumb. Like, I, you know I'm, like, one of the most loyal Rangers fans there are ever, but I, I tweeted this out the other day. The Rangers are not going to win a cup with 5-18 and 18 playing defense. They're just not going to. Uh, and uh, the playoffs, I mean – It's a game of inches. You can't be making mistakes. And when you have Dan Girardi, who's been a warrior, dude. I love him. But if they buy him out, I think he's going to retire because I don't think anybody's going to fucking pick him up. But you cannot have Mark Mark Stahl out there playing fucking 20 minutes a game. You can't. You're not going to win a cup doing that. You're really not. And I I, I hate, I fucking hate Mark Stahl. He's he's making $5.7 million all the way up into, into 2021. So I'll be almost 30 by the time this guy is off the fucking New York Rangers. That's my life right now. (laughs) So you have to re-sign him. I think Klein will be out. Um, It's going to be interesting. And again, with the offseason, with the expansion draft and shit, I'm surprised they didn't fucking throw tires at Grabner (laughs) because the trade value is never going to be this high and they're going to have to expose somebody. But uh, that's kind of what I got on that. Now, let's get into your Bruins, uh, Hal. I mean, I kind of like what they did because they didn't really do much. I don't think – I think they're in the similar position as the Rangers where one player isn't going to make them a true Stanley Cup legitimate contender, if that makes any sense. So I, I was kind of okay with what they did, and they added a guy – they're buzzing right now on offense, and they add Drew Stafford, who – I mean, if you ever play for Buffalo, you're you're always going to kind of like be shaded in my head, like I'm never going to think you're that great. But Drew Stafford, I mean, he adds a little bit of veteran experience to you uh, it kind of reminds me of Chris Kelly in a weird way, uh, but that's what do you, what do you got on Drew Stafford?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bruins are like seven and one in the last eight games. Their fucking offense is clicking on every single cylinder. It's unbelievable to watch. So, I mean, going into it, they are linked to Verba, uh, a couple other big names. Clearly, yeah, I know. I'm happy they didn't pull the trigger on that. Clearly, Don Sweeney did not want to overpay for a player, and I love it. I think I think it's the right move. I think, like, what you said, uh, they're not really a true Stanley Cup contender. I do love watching this team right now, but if, like, we win one playoff round, it's like a moral victory. Like, yeah. if they win one series, I'm totally happy with the outcome of the season this year. Um, yeah, Drew Stafford, man, kind of a weird name. Didn't really see. It's always, it seems like the Bruins always get the guy that you had no idea was on the trade block at the Stanley, <laughs> at the yeah. trade deadline. Um, Stuff released up, man yeah. Except for Lee Stepniak. We knew that move was coming last year for sure. (laughs) I think it also kind of put us in a bind that we gave up a fucking second-round pick for Lee Stepniak last year. So we didn't have one to trade away this year. Um, But yeah, I I think he'll do okay. He put up like pretty good numbers last year. This year he's doing terrible, but from what I've read, with all the young guys in Winnipeg, they basically bumped him down to the fourth line. He's not a fourth-line player. I think this gives him the chance... Uh, he can bump Jimmy Hayes down to the fourth line. Well, Jimmy Hayes has actually been playing better the last four or five games, getting in on the forecheck and stuff. Pride Dorchester.
1: And
0: pride to Dorchester. And uh, Stafford can uh, help out for Toronto and Spooner, who have actually started to become a pretty good one-two punch for our third line. And he can put up a couple of goals. I'll have no problem. I mean, it's little risk. It's a six-round pick. I think it becomes a fourth-round pick if we win a playoff series. I'm really okay with that. I mean, little risk, maybe higher reward. But, yeah, I'm okay
1: with it. I have two two th- really quick things with that. Uh, first thing, I'm surprised they didn't get Verbata because Verbata is very much like a Louis Erickson type player. And I feel like the Bruins always go for somebody who's like that. Like, not an absolute stud, but like some people may think he's like pretty good. Like I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. But like Verbata, I'm glad that they didn't get him. But I feel like Verbata is like a player the Bruins normally go for. And then secondly, yeah. you mentioned Spooner. I know this is a trade deadline show, but did you see what he said about Claude Julian?
0: Yeah, that he never, never, the coach never really liked him or whatever. Yeah, like straight
1: called him right the fuck out. What did you think of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, Spooner, literally since he got called up what, three years ago, has been in Claude's doghouse. Uh, he's looked like a completely different player. I mean, he can fly. He has this, like, weird move. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever watch Ryan Spooner. He, like, opens up, and that's how he flies through the neutral zone. It's kind of cool to watch I mean, I don't blame him, really. He was the one guy that was always in Claude's doghouse. I mean, I think Bruce Cassidy was his AHL coach, and it's done wonders for his confidence. I mean, first game Bruce had, uh, Ryan Spooner was on the penalty kill. Had never seen Ryan Spooner on a penalty kill before. So, I mean, it's fine. I don't mind him calling out the old coach. Like, if there was any guy on the team that actually had the right to do that, it was him, so.
1: Okay. Um, And it's actually a great segue, bringing up Claude Julien, because the Montreal Canadiens... Added that sandpaper, dude. Everybody's talking about it. That fucking, that grit, that toughness, that fucking sandpaper, dude. They added uh, Martinson, Dwight King, Steve Ott, Davidson from the Oilers, and uh, Jamie Ben's not-so-smart, less-chromosome brother, Jordy Benn. Uh, sandpaper, dude. I I don't know what they're doing. They can't score goals, but let let me tell you, a line of fucking Andrew Shaw, Steve Ott, and Brendan Gallagher, it would suck to play against. I'll, I'll fucking give them that. Just four absolute scumbags. Uh, what do you guys got on the Montreal Canadiens, man? I don't think that they attacked the thing that they needed, which was scoring. Uh, but I mean, they got heavy and sandpapered
2: it. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing. I was actually talking about this earlier today with Boosh, who actually listens to the podcast. Shout out to Boosh real quick. Boosh. Uh, Talk a
1: little bit yeah. louder, uh, Red.
2: Yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't have my uh, headphones in. My phone's going to die. So, um, yeah, I don't know what they were doing. Uh, I think they, they needed a center because I guess Gal- Galchenyuk, I mean, in the defensive zone is dog shit as far as the center. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they, if they got Hansel, that would have been perfect, but obviously they got beat to the punch by, uh, on that because uh, the Wild gave up you know, a king's ransom for him and uh, Ryan White. But I, I think they, they needed a center, somebody to win draws because they only have mechanics and uh, they know they're actually good on draws. And uh, they needed a right-handed defenseman. And they, and they got Davidson and Jordy Ben. I mean, Jordy Ben's a good player. He can play on the right side, but I think they, they should have added a right-handed shot um, and, and a center. And maybe if Roboto would have been a good fit, um, but other than that, I think they, they they kind of swung and missed here on the straight deadline. I mean, Steve Ott. <laughs> I mean, he's got a special place in my heart, but uh, I, I don't really think that was the greatest move. They got enough sandpaper.
1: So much sandpaper. How? Uh, what, what do you got on your uh, fucking rivals?
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: first off, the fact that there wasn't a late game, a late season game schedule between the Bruins and Canadians is driving me insane. Especially now that they have Ott and they had Julian and all these scumbags. It would have been an unbelievable game. But I, I pray to God we meet them in the first round. That is, like, my wet dream. I don't know, man. It makes no sense to me, though. Like, the NHL is getting fast. Like, let's just get bigger and stupider. Like, Dwight King, we talked about this on the pre-show. Like, Dwight King, yeah, he's won cups. Like, But it was not in any part to Dwight King. Like, I mean, he dude, gonna... he...
1: He buried Lundqvist, dude, in a series that was pretty much decided by one or two goals, dude. Goal interference, Dwight King came up big.
2: Have you seen his mustache, though? I mean, come on. I don't know. I just,
0: I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what Montreal's trying to do. I think maybe, like, they're trying to become the Bruins. That's
1: the that's kind of what I thought. I feel like those moves are very, like, Julian, correct?
0: Yeah, and they're trying to build for Julian, which makes no sense because they already had a defensive-minded coach in Terry, and then that didn't work out. I mean, I thought at the beginning of the year, Montreal's bread and butter was they had an unbelievable goalie and they are fast. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about Byron and all those guys, they can fly. Galchenyuk, he can fly. Like when Montreal's at the best, it's when they're just playing like up and down hockey and Carey Price is making big saves. This lineup does like not do that. They need to score goals and they decide to go out and get a bunch bunch of guys with stone hands. So I don't know. I mean, Montreal is like a huge question mark to me right now. I don't see what they're doing, but good on them, like, I'm sure, what's, does anyone know, like, what Montreal, like, their fan base thinks of this, other than Bouge, is it a general, like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, not happy, uh, on our Twitter, uh, quick shout out to our followers, I have over 700 plus, keep that going, guys, uh, follow a bunch of Canadian people, not thrilled, very much not happy about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't blame them, like, do you really see them going anywhere this year? I thought... I didn't think they were going to be sellers, but I thought they were going to be kind of like the Bruins and teams in that position where they stood pat because they really aren't actual contenders. I will say, a huge victory for them. I know Montreal fans hate them to death as they finally got rid of that little midget, Descharnets.
1: Yeah.
0: He's gone. I mean, that was like the biggest win for Montreal of all time because Tarian had been playing him on like the goddamn first line. He's like... Wasn't he in the East Coast at one point?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not, he's not he too not. He
0: scored 60 points back like four years ago. I mean, he's not. Yeah, four years ago, but now that he's older, he looks like a little smurf out there. Like,
1: I think if anything, if they meet the Bruins in the first round, that will be one of the most fun playoff series probably ever to watch.
0: The the flip side to that is if the Bruins lose to the Canadians in that series, I'm probably going to have to drive my car off a cliff. <laughs> I don't think there will ever be a lower point in my life if we lose to this goddamn team. But, yeah, it'll be I'll fun because at least I know the Bruins have enough guys that can stand up and punch those guys in the face, so that makes me happy. So. All right. Uh,
1: uh, Big Red brought up the uh, Hansel deal to Minnesota with Ryan White. Minnesota's buzzing. Never been a Hansel guy. I think he's incredibly overrated. I don't know if you guys I, – maybe I just don't know m- much about him. I like Ryan White. Um, Ryan White would have been a player that I would have been interested for the Rangers to get because I guess there was a point that came out today say that the Rangers wanted to get a little bit tougher, but they wanted somebody who was tough and could actually play the game. I feel like Ryan White can play the game. He's fast. He's an asshole. Uh, I think this this definitely helps Minnesota. Their, their four centers are pretty solid right now. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah. Ryan White's got great hair too. Great hair, by the way. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's been like three games. He's got like three points. He's got two goals and an assists.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, so far, so good. And Hansel picked up a pair of a uh, pair of assists in the last game. But, yeah, Hansel. I mean, I watch a lot of Arizona Coyote, Coyotes games just because I love listening to Tyson Nash on the color commentary. He's <laughs> a fucking beauty. I love that guy so much. He's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he's my favorite. Uh, that bullet, too, is great. But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Hansel's, I mean, he's brittle, obviously. I don't think they're going to sign him long-term, but, I mean, he's six. He can win faceoffs. he can kill penalties, and he can play in your second power play. So, I mean, it's a depth move. I don't mind it. But, like I said uh, earlier, I mean, I think they give up way too much for that. They give a prospect, uh, what was a first and a second, or a first and a fourth or something. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think that's a little too much for those two guys. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. Uh... Again, I think to go far in the playoffs, you need centers. Uh, I know that you're supposed to build through your goalie or whatever, but it's definitely nice to have four big centermen. Eric Stahl, of course, the pride of Thunder Bay, decides to have a fucking career year, that fucking asshole, after he played with the Rangers last year and did less than his fucking brother did. Uh, But, I mean, Minnesota, they're going to be a team, man. They really are. And uh, Again, I'm just never going to believe in it, though, because they're Minnesota, if that makes sense. Like... Minnesota Wild have never really, like, got gave me a boner or anything. So, I I don't know. Uh, Hal, what do you got on the Wild?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you guys both summed it up for real. Well. It was overpayment. It was a, a first, a second, a conditional fourth, and a pick. Uh, that's a lot. I don't know. Hansel's a good player, and, yes, they have three good centers, but I feel like Minnesota's the best at, like, they're, like, the best mediocre team, if that makes sense. Like, are they yeah. really that good, like, Miko Koivu, like, good, not that good. They're sick, but not that sick. Like, up and down their lineup, you're right. No one on that team really gives me a boner. I mean, They're just kind of yeah. like, I don't know. They're just kind of like there. I, I I see what they're doing. Really, I think what they want to do is, like, they just need to beat the Blackhawks in the playoffs. They just need that, like, to save their franchise. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think this is the one year that the West kind of is a crapshoot. I mean, if Devin do mix hot, I mean – the world is theirs, but I don't know. A first and a second for Martin Hansel just seems like way too much for me. So I'm kind of out on Minnesota. I think that was a dumb move. The, the flip side that you could say to that is if they're going to have high picks and it's a weak draft, they already are stopped with draft picks. I mean, they have so many good prospects. And prospects,
1: yeah.
0: Does not really hurt them that much? Probably not. So now that I just said that out loud, I mean, go for it, Minnesota. <laughs> I, I would love – I know they're kind of a boring team, but I would love to see what the atmosphere would be like in that state if they actually made the cup finals.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. Um, Rex, Rex, you still here? Oh, oh he left the room. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Chicago, they got Johnny Aduya. Aduya, you don't. Um, I guess a depth defenseman type move. Don't really have to get into that too much. I don't really think. Uh, Here's, here's one that I think makes this team very much a contender, which is weird. The Montreal Maple, uh, not Montreal Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs uh, got Brian Boyle. Always been a big Brian Boyle fan. I think he's one of the greediest players ever. He gets his ass kicked. I know. Uh, fourth liner who's gonna win some faceoffs. Leadership. He's played in the second most uh, playoff games in the last couple of years. Only uh, Haglund's played in more. R.I.P. to the Rangers. Uh, what do you guys got on Boiler going to the Maple Leafs?
2: Um, I don't know. I guess it's a good move for the Leafs. I just hate Brian Ball so much. I, I can't. I don't know. I don't Fuck think off. anything, like, complimentary about him. I just don't like I mean, Listen, the, the Lightning have played the Wings in the playoffs like the past three years, and every year he just, he breaks my heart. Him and Killorn, just the two big hate Killorn, dude. Oh, uh, he's a mole rat. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Where, where would he even play on, on the Leafs? He to be the fourth line center. Yeah, fourth, fourth line,
1: line with Manny Martin and uh yeah, I levo l-e-i-v-o or whatever
2: yeah or Sashnikov. but yeah i mean i guess you know as far as like a veteran presence on that team but playoff experience yeah, i suppose it's a good move what do they give up for you know I don't have front second team. rounder i'm pretty sure yeah i mean i guess it's a good deal i just hate brian bull so much <laughs> so that's i mean that's all i got really on that how about you Al? yeah
0: i think uh i don't know i'm indifferent on brian bull I liked him when he was on the Rangers. I don't know why. I kind of turned on him when he was on Tampa. I think his wife made him move there. She's probably pissed. Isn't she a Florida girl? Mm -hmm. Basically, Brian Boyle got whipped and signed in Tampa. And then Dan or Rex will bleep that out. Our correspondent sent him uh, a, what did he give him for his wedding? A
1: grapefruit peeler off of his wedding registry.
0: Which is an unbelievable move. To find the cheapest move on an NHL player's wedding registry and buy it for him. I mean, put in his I think that should be done more often.
1: Put in his Twitter name on the thank you card. Never got a thank you from Boyle. Welcome to the big leagues, Rex.
0: I mean, I remember Rex used to always fucking text me saying that he saw Brian Boyle at LLB. And I was like, uh, or Eddie Bauer. I was like, fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, second round pick's a little steep. He'll probably be good for the locker room. They're a young team. They can always use characters. I mean, I love Matt Martin. Good news about being on a line with Matt Martin. Yes, they're going to be slow as molasses, but at least he can't really get his ass kicked with Matt Martin sitting right there. I think Matt Martin's going to do most of the fighting for that line. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a good move. My only concern is... I thought Toronto over and over and over again was talking about how they're going to stick to the rebuild and they're not going to rush things and they're going to slowly come back and now they're giving away second-round picks So that kind of confuses me. Like I feel like now they're kind of jumping the gun and I think next year they're really going to start trying to fucking pull for it.
1: Uh, Rex is actually back in the room right now. We're talking a little bit of uh, Brian Boyle. Do you have anything for us? Uh, I think
2: obviously that makes Toronto... uh, Immediate contender for the cup. Good to talk. Is he uh, is he wearing the the seat yet? I'm not sure. I don't really have have much. i high... I'm happy for Brian. I'm just hoping I'm just hoping that he uh, he packed his grapefruit knife and, and brought that to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> customs. What if customs took it? I'd be pissed. I'd have to get another one. <laughs>
1: All right, boy boiler to the leaves. Um. <coughs> Hey, Red, you're a Valtteri Filppula fan, aren't you?
2: Um, I mean, I was like five years
1: ago. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was supposed to get traded to Toronto today uh, via Mike Commodore's Twitter. Turned down that deal not because he doesn't like Toronto, but because he hates Mike Babcock. So instead <laughs> of going to Toronto, Filppula gets traded to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers send Mark Streit or Strait to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who then flip him and send him to Pittsburgh. So uh, essentially, Tampa Bay was just the middleman between a uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh trade. What do you guys have on that? I think it's kind of a. doesn't really matter. I don't think Phil Peeler's really going to do anything for the Flyers. Uh, Mark Strite, I don't really think, is that relevant anymore. He was really good with the Islanders, who we'll get into next time. Uh, but what, what do you guys got on that deal? I think it's kind of just like a stupid fucking adding type depth
2: move. Well, I, th- I think it was more about, for Tampa, trying to get rid of Philpil's uh, contract.
1: Talk a little was, bit like, louder, dude. Philpil's uh,
2: contract, I think that was what it was more about.
1: <laughs> Whatever you just did did not work. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? A little bit, yeah.
0: Drew's recording this through a seashell. <laughs> yeah,
2: Philpil's uh, yeah, contract is, is really bad. So I think that was what it was more about, uh, just getting that off the books. And they had to give up two prospects to do that. And they basically got a fourth round pick back from Pittsburgh for Strike. So, that really, they just got rid of his contract uh, for a fourth round pick and uh, uh, two prospects they had to give up. So, I think that's what it was bound for the Penguins. I mean, it's just another depth defenseman that they needed. I don't really think uh, the Flyers, it was uh, about, you know, going to the playoffs and using Phil I think it was more about like, getting those prospects uh, for them. So, I mean, that's, that's really what I got on that. Yeah.
0: Did, did Philly get a good amount of prospects back? You know what they got?
2: I don't know who the guys are. It's just I just saw two prospects. That's all I know.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, one, I think it's hilarious that uh, Phil Pula didn't want to go play for Babcock. I love that all that Babcock hates getting thrown out in the media now by players. That's hilarious. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, why is Philly acquiring him? I know they got a few prospects, but, like, Philly needs to, like, stop eating Wawa or whatever they do, and eating cheesesteaks and, like, <laughs> rebuild, dude. They've been so mediocre for so long. Starts with their goalie, like,
1: man. They haven't had a goalie in years.
0: I don't know if this is a hot take, but that core is never going to get it done. It's not Claude Drew's fault, but I feel like they could get a king's ransom for Claude Giroux oh and God, Voracek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would... I I'd keep know.
1: Voracek. I just, I'd get rid of Drew though.
0: I would just nope. blow that motherfucker up. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Nope. Maybe they're gonna to try to sign Ben sign Ben Bishop in the off season, and that's their answer. I just don't, I don't get it. Why are you taking on Filipov's contract and like, just delaying the inevitable bullshit of another disappointing Flyer season? So that's my take on that trade. I, I think Tampa, good for Yeiserman that he did get that fourth round pick. I think Drew nailed that on the head. Like, now that they have that, they got a pick for dumping a salary. Usually, you give up picks to dump a salary. So, I mean, that's a good move by Eiserman. But other than that, I don't really get it. And Pittsburgh just keeps stacking up on mediocre defensemen. So
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, a couple things on that. Uh, the Flyers just re-signed uh, Radko Cuck Cuck, uh, Michael Neuverth today. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know if they're going to go after Bishop. But speaking of teams that should blow shit up, how did the Colorado Avalanche not fucking deal anybody
2: today? They sent Jerome McGill
1: to L.A. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into that. But how do you keep... Duchesne and Landis, do you think it's because of the draft? Like, this year's draft? Or, like, what the fuck was going on? I know Montreal, their original plan was to try to go to have Duchesne. Uh New York Islanders fans, I fucking hate the New York Islanders. I hate their fans. But the dedication that they had during the last two days, trying to see who the Islanders are going to get, they tracked the Colorado Avalanches plane to figure out who was getting on and off of it. Like, they really wanted Duchenne. The, the purpose of the deadline is to get better. The New York Islanders didn't fucking do anything. And John Tavares is going to walk, calling it right now. That guy is not going to fucking stay there. He's going to walk. I hate the Islanders, but at this point, I kind of feel bad for him.
2: Yeah, I don't know what uh, Colorado is is doing. I agree. Um, I mean, I guess maybe they're just waiting for the offseason because it's easier to make trades like that when people have more cap space to take on that contract, even though Duchesne's on a pretty reasonable contract for how good he is. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they should have, been, they should have sold off at least a little bit uh, to get a, maybe a you know, high-end defensive prospect back or, you know, some picks. But, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Now, what do you got? I, I think
0: – I agree. I think, I think it just comes down to Joe Sack. It's like he wants a Kings ransom and he didn't get it. And at the end of the day, these guys don't have expiring contracts. So, he's going to hold on. He's probably going to try to do something in the off season. I don't know how it would work out or how they could possibly do it. I think it would be like a baller move if uh, Las Vegas got one of these two guys. I don't know Mm -hmm. how they could possibly do it. Well, they they can start trading now. Yeah. They're active, which is super cool. Kind of pumped about that. And uh, side note, I think that's why we saw so many weird trades this year is because of the expansion draft. Yeah. I think it was a lot of just strategy regarding that, not their actual teams. But, um, yeah, I – I don't, I don't know, man. I just think Sakic wants the world, and right now he's not getting it, and he's in no rush. But at the same time, I don't know if you guys saw Duchesne's comments, where he's like, "I just want this to be over, whether I get traded or not." Even though he didn't get traded, it's not really over. This is like that has to be a depressing time in the Mile High City. Like you got to think he's smoking a lot of weed up there. Oh <laughs> yeah, he sucks. True. They're way under five hundred. They're joke. And,
1: An absolute joke. Yeah.
0: And there's no real good – they're going to, like, draft some good forward who's not great, and they're just going to stockpile that. I mean, I think eventually in the offseason, at least one of those two guys will get them a good top four defenseman. I don't know. I guess they're just holding out. I, I can't really blame them. It's a weird situation because they're doing a rebuild, but they're rebuilding by trading their young players, which is, like, kind of unheard of. So it's fuck, it confuses the fuck out of me.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, now we have just a couple other little things. Uh, first one – Big Red kind of brought it up. Drum McGinley's going to the L.A. Kings. Uh, I think pretty irrelevant move. I mean, honestly, would either of you guys want to Drew McGinley on your team? I wouldn't want him anywhere near the Rangers. And, I like, I like Drew McGinley, but he's so fucking far past his prime in. And what is he going to do? You're going to put him on the fourth line and then the power play? And he's already playing on the Kings, so I don't really think the Kings are, like, a really fast team to begin with. So I, what do you guys think there? What,
2: what did they give up for
1: him? Uh, got to be a pick. I'll look it up.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it was, like, a late-round pick, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. You know, I mean, wh- wh- fourth round. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, whatever. It's kind of like a whatever move. I mean, I don't really see a big impact that he's going to have with L.A. I mean, like, we could be wrong. Who knows? But I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think it's that big of a move, to be honest with you. <laughs> kind of a nothing move for me.
1: How?
0: Yeah, I-, I don't think LA's a contender this year. I don't know. I mean, I think he going has a little more value than I think I, you think. I think if anybody could maybe find that extra gear, I'll, I'll like Mark Recchi to get one more Stanley Cup. I think he might be up there for that same price. I would have taken that deal the same way I took it as uh, Drew Stafford for the Bruins. But he also has past history for the Bruins. so I'm probably a little biased there. I mean, I don't get it by L.A. I don't know what their moves are. I don't know if we can transition right now into talking about this, but the Ben Bishop move to me is like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you doing? Why like you're you're out of a playoff spot right now, I think, or you're sitting in the wild card. You have one of the best backup goalies in the league and you don't trust them. So you trade a hot goalie for a starter who's having a mediocre year and you're gonna lose next year. I don't I don't get what LA's doing. I think LA's kind of going through what the Bruins went through a couple years ago where they're finally realizing that maybe their time as a dominant team in the league is over, and they're doing this desperate bullshit that's not going to get them anywhere.
1: I think more, my my thing, expiring contract, right? A lot of yeah. teams are going to be going after Ben Bishop. More teams are going to go after Ben Bishop than they are going to be Peter Budai. Maybe, maybe in their mind, people are going to go after Bishop so hard that somebody's going to trade for Ben Bishop's rights kind of like a Jimmy B C type thing, where a team thinks they can get Ben Bishop, trade for his rights, and then have first dibs of trying to sign him. That would be my only thing. I mean, he's still Ben Bishop. If Jonathan Quick gets hurt, you still have a fucking number one goalie, you know? Um, yeah. That would be my only takeaway from that.
0: What, what I don't get, and I agree there, because clearly something's wrong with Quick's groin, but the Kings kind of, like, set a precedent. Like, they, the Bruins, like, traded for Martin Jones in that big deal, like, Martin Jones got the Bruins a first-round pick. How can Ben Bishop not get Tampa Bay a first-round pick? That kind of blows my mind that Tampa didn't get more out of that, too. Looking from the other side, because Martin Jones was an unproven backup, and Ben Bishop's been a pretty solid starter. So how does he not get more in return? Wasn't that what?
1: wasn't that in the offseason, though? I don't think that was a deadline.
0: Yeah, but does that really make that much of a difference for your value? I mean, a player's value still holds true no matter what time of year. If anything, I thought values sometimes go up during the trade deadline. No, I think it was
2: because... I get your point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it
0: was it was one of those things that Louder, they, drew uh, one of those things that they were waiting to the last
2: minute and uh, they just took the best deal available so I, th- I think that's more what it was more like which is what I think happened with Detroit and panic so uh, you know that happens sometimes
1: I think if I was a lightning I probably would have held on to him at least in at least and try to trade him like uh before his contract expires kind of thing you know what I mean? And then get him to somebody and see if you can get a little bit more. Because I think the Kings are going to get way more for Bishop than what the Lightning just got.
0: Well, Bishop's an unrestricted free agent, dude, so you can't trade him anymore. He's done.
1: Yeah, but no, you can have the rights.
0: Yeah, yeah like I mean, Vegas could trade for him if they wanted him. Yeah, but Before to trade bad. for rights, you're not. You're only going to get like a third-round pick to trade for unrestricted free agent's rights. It's different than having somebody under contract or a restricted free agent.
1: I see, dude. I don't know if that's... I mean, that is true. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Are you gonna Are you gonna trade a first round pick for a guy who might not even sign with you?
1: If there's that many teams going after it, and you've kind of, I don't know, man. I mean, what did they get? They got Budai in a fourth.
2: Yeah.
1: Or something along I those lines. No, I don't know. No, they
2: got yeah. They got Budai a fourth and a prospect, Eric Chernak.
1: So I, uh, I'm not entirely sure. That, that it's kind of yeah. You're right. That's a weird move. Um. Now we're gonna do. Oh, we'll just talk about Ottawa really quick. Alex Burroughs to the Senators. Victor Stralberg to the Senators. What the fuck are they doing? They they traded like a fucking great prospect for for Alex Burroughs, who's done. The guy's cooked. He, his best years was playing with the Sedines when they were fucking good. And Victor Stralberg, what are you doing?
2: They signed Burroughs to an extension, too. What extension. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're thinking to expose him? I, I, I don't know. I have
1: no idea. <laughs> I so weird.
2: I mean, he can win face I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. And Victor Stahlberg, you're right. I mean, he's... I mean, like,
1: what do those moves now? do for your team? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then they get rid of Curtis Lazar to the Flames, who's like, I think Curtis is going to end up being a pretty good player. How the yeah. fuck do those two trades make your team any better?
2: I have no idea.
1: <laughs> what about no, how what God. do you got? That makes no sense. They give up a pretty good prospect for Burroughs too. A guy that potentially could be a top six forward in the league.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that kid's like nineteen and lighting up the Swedish league, which is like unheard of. Oh, Don, I mean, right? Yeah. 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 I, I don't I he's don't a know. defenseman, I, mean. I think. Forward I think. I think he's got oh, like forty good. points in forty games. Huh. He's a center. So I I don't know. I just I don't get what Ottawa's doing. It's, like, weird. They're kind of, like, all in. They traded Zibanejev for an older Bessard. They got Fanuff. They're all in for no reason because they're a very, very mediocre team in the worst division in hockey. I fucking hate Burroughs so much. I'm so excited the Bruins get to play him three times this year. Maybe he'll bite somebody's finger and fucking cry about it after. I think Alex – where did I – what did I just read about Alex Burroughs? Alex Burroughs was the only person to ever call out Patrick O'Sullivan for his dad beating him up. Pretty class, classless move. On no
1: his part. shit.
0: Well, yeah, that's he, a hot I guess, take. I guess. I guess. Uh, Alleged O'Sullivan said that Burroughs was the only guy to chirp him about his dad being the shit out of him growing up, and he did it twice. Twice, and then Burroughs like apologized to me. They said, "I, I hate Burrows so much," and they signed him to two years. He's like thirty-five. I get. I guess the thought process is that he's gonna replace Chris Neal as your bottom six veteran guy. But first off, Chris Neal is a goddamn warrior. Yeah, dude,
1: that that is two completely different players, man.
0: Yeah, he's got a letter on his sweater, too. Yeah, and number, like, I don't know, dude. Like, fuck off Ottawa. I actually used to always kind of have a soft spot for Ottawa with all the Canadian teams that the Bruins play. I always kind of liked Ottawa in this sick and twisted way. I always thought they always had a good amount of grinders and stuff. But they've literally lost their identity. I will say, Curtis Lazar... He has like what one goal in forty games.
1: Yeah, he needs. He definitely needs a fresh start for sure. But still, Sometimes
0: he's got to, I think that I think they rushed him into the league. He might be fucked, but that'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. And then uh, the last deal of the day, last one we're going to talk about: Navy Molson Legend Shane Harper gets traded to the Albany Devils. So Red looks like you and I are going to be going down to Albany a lot to watch. Are they Are they playoff bound? Do you know?
2: I have no idea, but I had no idea this happened. Yeah, it happened really?
1: today. Yep. Oh, wow. All right, yeah, we have to
2: go. I'm
1: fucking, yeah, I'm in, so. I, not not really too many takeaways from that. I'm sure he <laughs> yeah. makes the Albany Devils a way better team because he's a fucking nail gun and all this shit. He's a fucking awesome AHL player. He puts up a shit ton of points in the NHL, so he definitely does make the, uh, the Devils a better team. But I, I messaged him today. I was like, hey, if you need a place to stay, let me know. <laughs>
0: gonna throw this out there. The Devils aren't very good. I mean he was pretty good in his stint with Florida. Would not surprise me if he sees NHL time.
1: That'd be sick. Could
0: be good for his career. I mean if you look at the Devils they've had guys on their team Farnan uh, Farnin was on their team. He's yep. kind of an AHL guy. They made Gianna NHL who's the, who's the guy mean, that
1: dives it? all the time.
0: Uh, I know you're I can't think of the name I know Blend you're about- easy yeah, Easy. Blant easy. You should, yeah, I allegedly
1: used to bang a bunch of Sienna girls that right I know, so that guy's a legend. Uh,
0: I am. I'm pumped. I'm actually pumped for Shane Harper. I think this could actually be his big break, man. He's finally in an organization that might give him a chance to play, and maybe he'll find a spot in the NHL. So I hope he does not play at the Civic Center, Pepsi Center, in the final stand, although it would be electric if he brought a Calder Cup home um, in the last season of AHL hockey in upstate New York but I shit my pants good luck to Shane man make the devils that's all
2: I gotta say
1: C- guys keep talking about it because I wanna see where they are in the fucking standards
2: yeah, I think if you got like if you got called up and you got you know somewhere around like 12-13 minutes a night on the third line I think you could you know do some shit things I, I don't think he's that bad of a player I really don't he- he's a good player uh. I mean, when you watch, I watched him when he was on the Panthers, in the first whatever it was, eleven games that he played. Like, I mean, he was he was out there mixing shit up. Energy guy, energy guy, yep, energy guy. So, I mean, t- if he gets the minutes, you know, he's he's gonna be all right.
1: Holy You're shit, dude, yo, that? they're they're second in their division. Oh, wow, let's go. Dude,
2: when's is that? When's their next game?
1: I don't know. I'll have to look it up.
2: Are we starting a Harper fan club at the Times Union Center? You may have to Absolutely. fucking do that, dude. I, gotta
0: buy, I might have to buy a jersey. <laughs> How
1: <laughs> sick would that be, man?
0: Oh, I, I got the name for our group
1: Harper's Heroes. Harper's uh, Heroes, dude. Fuck out. yeah. They got a game? Nope, that's not correct. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. I just want to make sure, dude, because it wasn't on the NHL thing. I just saw it online, and I want to make sure that this actually happened.
0: Yeah, it did.
1: I saw it. For I For saw a fact? It
0: yeah, it's on. It's on TSN's Trade Tracker. Fucking uh, yeah! yeah that, that just rocked my world. Yeah, it's it's loading. I, I don't have good
1: glasses. Yep, uh, Devils trade Scarlet to Florida in AHL deal five hours ago. All
0: right, let's fucking go.
1: Yo, cool. yo, live podcast. Is there anybody on the Albany Devils right now that's like fucking good that maybe we could get onto? Mm, Let me
0: see. I'm gonna, gonna go with now.
1: I, mean, I would I say know. Boucher, but he got traded. Shane Harper is on the team. Uh, Rod Pelly? Rod Pelly. Oh. Brian Gibbons, dude. John Quenville. Luke Gazdick. That guy would be a fucking legend.
2: Yeah, I'd love to meet Luke Gazdick.
1: Peter Straka. If that's Marty Straka's kid, I'm going to shit my pants. I think it is. Or it's,
2: his like nephew or something. It's got to be, dude.
1: That's fucking sick. So we're definitely going to have to go down there and at least catch a couple games.
2: Yeah,
1: All right. Um, do you guys have anything else with the deadline show?
2: Uh, yeah, I just want to send a quick shout out to Ken Holland and just say fuck you for uh, <laughs> getting a third round pick for Thomas Vanek and Dylan McIlrath.
1: Oh like, yeah, yeah. We didn't even lot. talk about that. We'll talk what about the, that really quick.
2: What the fuck? Fuck you. Why, like I don't understand. How does Patrick Eaves get a first round pick or a conditional first round pick, basically, and then you get a third round pick in Dylan McIlrath, who's a bag of pucks? For Thomas Rannick, I know Thomas Rannick's not that great, but he's put up what I think it's 38 points in 47 games. Yeah, he was your I best mean, he, player. He, yeah, I mean he's slower he's slower than death, but I mean sniper sniper. Uh, yeah, he's electric on the power play. I mean he, he's a good locker room guy. At least in Detroit he was. I mean I, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm so distraught about over that. So I just want to send a quick fuck you to Ted Holland. No, you I I hope MacRath
1: plays, man. That'd be
0: sick. Yeah,
2: it wouldn't surprise. He, he got, me. got sent down the minors.
1: Oh three, yo, so, hey um, Red. Um, <laughs> Red, by the way, if you want to, if you go on weblee Ble- we five dollar Malarath Fight Club T shirts. <laughs> All
0: right, dude. I, I honestly think if Malarath makes it to the Devil or the Red Wings, you're gonna fucking love him, dude. But side note, maybe Vanek, maybe Vanek got in trouble with some bookies in Detroit, just like he always does. Maybe he needed a out. Yeah, the yeah, uh, they,
2: Mon- they have, yeah they have the Motor City Casino there, so you never know. I mean, <laughs> that's not, not a good spot. No, I, but I, he loved it there, so we might actually resign him in the offseason. So, I mean, I don't
0: know. Dude, five bucks for one of
1: these t-shirts? I may have to cut the sleeves off and wear it to the gym, dude.
0: If if he resigns with the Red Wings, then that's not a terrible move. You'd like to get more, but it's not the end of the world. We, we, act,
1: the we have a bunch here. of Red Wings followers on our Twitter, too. And other than the Canadians fans being pissed off, they were fucking heated about that Vanek deal. I'm so mad about it.
2: I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a joke.
1: How's he not playing? How's he not playing on the fucking red? You guys don't have defensemen. You just traded Brendan Smith. Who's playing instead of him? Uh,
2: we have uh, Cronwall, Jensen, Sproul, uh, Welette, and uh, DeKaiser Green. So that's six. Okay, right there. Uh, they called up. Uh, I think they're probably gonna call up like Lashoff or something. Lashoff, Lash yeah, off. pride of Albany, New York. So I don't
1: know. I mean. I don't know. At the end of this show just made me very happy we got Harper fucking McElrath Fight Club things are looking up for us guys
2: yeah big way be- beautiful day
1: alright uh, are we thinking Sunday maybe I don't know depending on what happens in the NHL
0: yeah we'll see uh, can't wait can't wait for Rangers uh, Bruins tomorrow night gonna be electric at the garden
1: what uh, What your garden dude <laughs>
0: the only garden that matters dude. fuck you dude Garden, dude. What happened? What's happened at Madison Garden other than a couple Billy Joel concerts and a Kanye West
1: fucking? Concert? <laughs> okay, dude, there's been like 94 Billy Joel concerts, dude, and the Rangers won the cup in 94 on home my, So,
2: dude, USC 205 was at Madison Square Garden, and that shit was electric. So I don't know what you're talking about. It's
1: the mecca, dude. Jim
2: Dolan. What do you think about Henrik
0: Lundqvist liking Jim Dolan? Obviously, he's not going to trash his owner, but like, he stood up for him.
1: You have to like him, man. It's your owner. Like, you know have what I you, mean? You, do have, you have to. Know
2: what band he's in? Do you know what band he's in? You no. gotta go look this the up. Whoever's listening, go it The kazoo look band? Up. Oh my god, it's the funniest music ever. It's so sad and funny. I, I don't know, just... Listeners, go look that up and just laugh your balls off for a, like I mean, an hour. Drew,
0: if you were a billionaire, tell me you wouldn't start a shitty band and then play the kazoo as your instrument.
2: I mean, if I was a billionaire, you're probably right. I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be taking a mescal and then do whatever I want. <laughs> I, 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 you know what,
1: dude? You have to, you have to tell him that he's a good fucking, uh, good guy because he hasn't fucked with the Rangers, and that's kind of what you want to happen. You know what I mean? Like, leave us alone. You're awesome. He doesn't know how
2: to deal with
1: the Don't come around here. I like you. I don't like you that much. You know what I mean? Just kind of fucking keep Fair to yourself enough. and leave me alone.
2: Like, he's has got to worry about Charles Oakley not murdering him. So that's what's what on his plate right now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to handle. <laughs> yeah, that guy's scary.
1: Can you imagine, <laughs> like, who who's like the equivalent Charles Oakley to the Rangers? Like, can you imagine him, like, kicking Jeff Boom out of the fucking rank or some shit?
2: Dale Pearson.
1: Dale Pearson, you're gone. Right, right. Oh. He'd never G- kick out Duguay. One last shout-out to... Uh, Kevin Valenny playing for the Utica Pioneers big game this weekend against Hobart if they beat Hobart they're going to be in the national tournament and the national tournament this year is in Utica so oh, road trip yeah we're really pulling for uh, the Utica guys to pull that one out Valenny is actually the one that told me that Harps got traded so quick shout out to him
0: At most uh, Utica prefer? New York most what is it AIDS per capita so I love that city <laughs> is that real yeah yeah
1: Real fact. lots of AIDS there uh, that's funny. Oh, one last thing about Valeni really quick. So uh, they won an overtime the other night, and his dad was there, and they were doing the T-shirt cannon or whatever. So after the game, Valeni texts his dad. He's like, hey, we're at this bar. Come meet us. And he's like, Kev, listen, great game. Real proud of you. You're not going to believe what happened. The T-shirt cannon, they shot one in the stands, and, you know, I dove for it, made the catch, handed it to a girl. And Kev's like, that's awesome. What do what you talk about? He's like, I pulled my groin doing it, dude, so I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> his dad's a fucking beauty.
2: Yeah, you and uh, his dad are kindred spirits.
1: Yeah, groins. man, pulled groins are not something to fuck with. I got to ref a women's game this weekend. Thank God, because I don't think it's going to be too fucking like. I'm not going to have to exert too much energy, hopefully. But <laughs> what
2: are you saying, dude? What are you saying? Yeah, you're saying you're saying women can't skate. Yeah, you're saying women can't skate faster than men.
1: I can't. I, I cannot saying? wait for the keyboard warriors to somehow come after me for that. <laughs>
2: yeah, Tell you keyboard warriors, why don't you go fuck yourselves? How about that? I like that, Red. Yeah. All right. all
1: That's right. The perspective. <laughs> That's perspective. All right. Yeah. Uh if you're listening to this, if you're new, follow us on Twitter at morning underscore skate. Uh, and then subscribe and smash subscribe button to iTunes. Uh we appreciate you guys listening, everything that you guys do. Keep interacting with us too. Quick shout out to the Golagoski guy who's all about fucking Golagoski's Apple turnovers. Uh Hal's had Hal's had a couple conversations with that guy. Seems pretty fucking funny. See if we can get him on yes. here.
0: That's what I'm saying. If you're if you follow a team like a random ass team, and like you don't have any experience talking on podcasts, and you just have a really hot take about somebody like Goligoski, I want you on this show as soon as possible. So throw throw a DM at me. I might yell at you, but I, I love to talk. Yeah, yeah. You need those correspondents.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Nope. We want a correspondent for every team in the NHL. So I mean, there's not too many.
2: We know, know anybody in, in Vegas. Stars,
1: man, we got so it. We, we we, we actually got a guy for the. Uh, it, well, first off, the guy who likes Golagoski or hates Golgoski is a Coyotes fan, so that was a classic mix-up. Uh, second <laughs> second off, we have an Islanders guy, Matt Scanlon. Uh He's going to be blogging, talking Islanders for us. Uh, I hate the Islanders, hate everything about them, but he is as close to how I am with the Rangers as he is with the Islanders, if that makes any sense. So he's going to start talking about the uh, Islanders. Red, we have to get you back on here for fantasy hockey. Also, if you want to start writing about the Red Wings, you're more than – Capable Absolutely. if you want to do that um,
2: Yeah we gotta set that up
1: Yeah so that's that's kind of what I, We're kind of making moves So uh, yeah so everybody have a good uh, Good next couple days Hopefully we'll see you Sunday If not we'll see you soon
2: Toodles Peace Wake up Maggie I think I got something to say to you It's
0: late September and-